You guys want to get naughty? <laughs> I didn't like God that. God damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> All right. I should do the intro. Government lied to us. Government cover-up. They were wearing black suits, black they had no eyebrows. Figures on this craft in shiny uniforms. This thing was 10 foot tall. He had beautiful hair. You don't lock anything up unless you're hiding something. Because they are evil, they are signs of Satanism. Many of them are phallic symbols. Who else in the low crowd say yeah? yeah! I want to do something new and fresh. Oh, no. Everyone introduce, I'm going to introduce you, say something about yourself. Say what you're wearing. <laughs> okay. okay. Do me first. Uh, I'm going to do me first because okay. I'm the fucking star. Okay. Sorry. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Caitlin's Conspiracy Corner. I'm Caitlin. I'm your host. Uh, I've got on <laughs> pay- shorts that look like a diaper. <laughs> They're very short. Um, I got on a Gogol Bordello shirt. It's pretty cool. Um, I got on a thong, not because I'm sexy, because uh, Cullen hasn't done the laundry in like two weeks. So I'm down to my last little bit of skivvies. Um, I got on a bra that I had to special order because my big old titties. (laughs) They're out of control. I can't get normal brawls like normal people. It's the only place that doesn't make me look like a bridge troll. Um, it's lace. It's black lace. You just want what people to mess <laughs> Okay, Mark, this is my... Uh, what kind uh, of underwear are you wearing, Mark? <laughs> yeah, this is Dr. Fart. Hey, uh, I'm wearing a leather-studded thong. Are you for real? Yeah. Just show us. My yeah, why not. do you think he's been it. constantly grabbing at his... It's butt crack. It's not good. It's not good (laughs) for moisture content whenever you're just out and about. Hi, Colin Heads. This is Colin. Uh, (laughs) I'm completely naked. Uh, What about that hat? Yeah. Well, I am wearing a tiny hat. It's a little cowboy hat. On his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I also have just a sliver of linen um, going up my butt crack because Zach was very upset. Linen the Russian. Yes. It's a statue. Uh, that I use. No, it's actual linen. We brought him back. Yeah. It's his corpse. He's in Cullen's Yeah, it's butt just a couple right of his fingers up my butt. <laughs> oh, God. Because uh, Zach did not fingers. want me to press my butthole, naked butthole, against his chair. So. I think I'd rather have your naked butthole than a corpse with its fingers up your butt. Well, that's all I yeah, had Yeah, but linen's me. corpse, though. <laughs> it's he's a corpse. pretty special. It's, he's pretty special. Zach's. What are you wearing? I'm just wearing some Adidas sandals. <laughs> That's it? That's, That's about it. it. On your balls. <laughs> On his balls. <laughs> I don't like him dragging the floor. So. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's what, if you hear any <laughs> slapping, flops. that's just me walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, what are you wearing? Um, draped in a very elegant uh, gown. Uh, Ooh, yes. My evening gown. Yes. I've got a big event tonight. Uh, she does. Got this my, podcast. My pearls on and um, and uh, also diamonds. I don't think that that's allowed. You can't. Can you mix those? I don't know. But pearls I'm, and diamonds. I'm sure. Why not? So fucking fuck elegant. You can't yeah, believe it. It's unbelievable. Um, seven inch heels. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, yeah. She's walking flawlessly. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, she's running around. Mm hmm. Yeah, she Doing she ran jogging. all the way here. <laughs> 
in my <laughs> formal evening gown. Yes. <laughs> it was a sight to be seen. Um, okay. Does anyone else want to discuss their outfits? Anyone? <laughs> Kellen, you look like you want to. Um, no, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, <laughs> this week on our podcast, we're talking about one of the greatest things in my life that I want to know about so badly. Why are you looking at me like that, Zach? <laughs> that should be the new t-shirt. That should be what? the first t-shirt I was biting the inside Zach, of my you, Zach, stop looking at you me. You scowled. You were talking. You scowled at me. Okay. <laughs> she always gets upset that the person who sits directly across from her you happens can't, to be looking Yeah, you can't forward. make eye contact when she talks. I Correct. This Cullen does it. Look at him. He's not making no. eye contact. No, he knows do. not never to. <laughs> Again, she's like a bear. That's yeah. It's how you challenge the alpha's authority is by looking directly into the eyes. Yeah. Well, absolutely. now I'm gonna do it. No. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you got, Caitlin? What else? I'm gonna get on this table and spread my ass cheeks oh, and make man. you look directly into my butthole. Damn. If you want to play these games, There's a little eyeball that me. pops out. Yeah. 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 Is that your butt plug? Is that what's on the end of it? Yeah, it's an eyeball. That's actually a really yeah. That's a really good idea. Um, I Always do need watching. to spice up the end of that because it's a black butt plug, so it just looks like a huge hole. A like my eye. asshole is just an abyss. Get a googly eye. Is that a eye. real yeah, word? Yeah. You can just yeah. stick it right on. Stick a little oh, googly eye on. That would be so funny <laughs> if you were like going away, pounding, pounding away, <laughs> going away, pounding, <laughs> going away to Pound Town City. Um, bag, going away to Pound Town City. <laughs> Then you'd get to see those googly eyes rolling around. How fun would that be? That would be great. Spice yeah. things you could up. Talk to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I could feed it little carrots. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> little carrots. That's sweet. And noodles. Anywho, this week we're doing Illuminati. <laughs> And I'm excited about it. And Shannon's laptop broke, <laughs> so, so I she had to paper. print it out. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it looks like I'm presenting a high school paper on the yes. Illuminati. Yeah, it's we'll post pictures. It's it's got a little what's that called Minerva Owl? Yes, it's it looks the, great. The symbol of the Bavarian Illuminati. I love that you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do this special. Uh, text. You used a great font. You, yeah, uh, yeah, font. yeah. That's the uh, it has for. to make it uh, visually appealing yeah. for me. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's just, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten points will be on eye contact with the class, so <laughs> make sure you're doing it. I have to make sure it lasts at least five whole minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right, That's so I have a, I went uh, into a deep dive of secret societies for this one yes. and found out that um, the Illuminati, I mean, a lot of this can be traced back to the Knights Templar, the Crusades, all that shit. So we're going to do a little uh, little history lesson here. When the were Illuminati. the Crusades? <laughs> when were the Crusades? A couple years so, ago. What, yeah, are yeah. Before what are the Crusades? Christ. Knox, when were the Crusades? <laughs> Not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> we could just Google it. Not all right. You don't think you don't think I? Uh, is he? Yeah. I didn't I know that. Major in history. Yeah. No. Yeah. He knows all about. Shut it. the fuck up. Seriously. What? Yeah. Why would you ever want to do that? It's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> oh my god. Clearly, it's not to me because I don't. Really? We were both math. Holy yeah. shit. I remember I boned. I took a physics. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I took a, a guy, a physics major's virginity. What? Yeah. And uh, did you get his you physics just knowledge? Said you had sex with a physics major. I wanted to say I took We would have known the... it was his virginity. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
awesome because whenever I told my friends I was boning him, my my friend who's some sort of a like. I don't know, some sort of a nerd major. She was like, physics majors are so sad. If you go by the physics building, they all look so depressed. They never smile. They're just sad people. And so now every time I hear someone's a physics You're major. Right <laughs> what, Cullen? You knew about this. I talked about a it. a hard stance on all physics majors. Yeah. I, I loved it that she, yeah, she said they were all so sad. She said it without trying to make a joke. She's like, they're just so, physics majors are yeah. all just so sad. What was this person's full name? I Stein. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> she's Carl's. actually, she's very funny. All right. So this goes back to the 11th through 13th centuries. So we're going way back in time. Going to go uh, back good time. in time. Going to go back in time. A good time for women, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a great time for just any, like, people. You yeah. lived to the ripe old age of, like, 28. You know? <laughs> Got married at eleven. Yeah, you. Yeah, you died in childbirth at twelve. <laughs> twelve. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fifties, sixties. Nox. We don't need these facts. Way to take Talk the to fun the out of it. You are being rude right now. You have As to a stand. Historian, I have to call out your bullshit. <laughs> we. You have to stand outside of the room. During right. this whole podcast. <laughs> oh my God. You have something to say, you have to pass us a note, and we have to prove you to say it first. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Shannon, Shannon, you have been approved to say your whole thing. Yeah. All right. So. Knights of the Kevlar. Let's do this. <laughs> so they uh, are believed to be the source of inspiration for all these upcoming future secret societies. The Knights Templar were of legend known to be a group of nine knights who vowed to protect travelers through the Holy Land as they gained more supporters and followers. Um, and then they also gained more power and money. And with that came the desire for more power and a quest for the Holy Grail, Ark of the Covenant, all sorts of magical bullshit from the Bible. Oh, <laughs> hot. Um, and then nothing all this gets stuff me juicier. <laughs> yeah, nothing gets me juicier than hearing about in the Bible. <laughs> You like That's Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Listen to Fifty Shades of the Bible, Fifty y'all. Shades of Grey. Check out the Bible. Oh my God. Oh, uh, so I've been listening to nothing but Joy FM because Why? the foreman what? I'm wor- because the foreman I'm working with oh. listens nothing to nothing but Joy FM. It's fucking terrible. The minute we get to work, he blasts it, and we listen to it all goddamn day. And then the clients come over and like snoop around on what we're doing. Yeah. And they had to fucking hear this shit. I'm humiliated, yeah. and I'm like, look at me these tattoos you know i'm not the one that made this decision <laughs> oh it's so embarrassing anyways fuck what was i gonna you say? know there's got to be a conspiracy oh. hidden in joy fm though you need to find there has one. there yeah. you're right there has to be i am i need to do a homebrew about it this weekend they did a ladies trip with the ladies hosts they went on a they went on a christian cruise they went on a, a bus trip the women of joy is a christian like cruise shaped like an arc <laughs> they, took, they took they took fifty two of women, every animal, fifty women on this bus to Nashville to like go. I don't know to like a big Christian music festival. And I next year my goal is to be on that bus, y'all. Oh, I want to be on that bus. That'd be really fun. I would talk about my asshole the whole, the whole time and see like they're not gonna say anything. They're not gonna say stop saying that because they'll be scared of you. They'll be scared of me. And I cannot wait. And this is my goal. We've got a fundraiser going. It's live, baby. It's $50,000, a, a measly Christ. amount that you need to donate to us. 
so I can go on this Christian cruise with all my Christian sisters. So was it a cruise or a, a, a I just bus like trip? saying it's a bus trip. I just oh. like saying Christian. But they're cruising down the highway. The cruising mm. down the highway. You're okay. cruising, you know? Yeah. I don't know why my voice just cracked. If it's a bus trip, why is it $50,000? Are you fucking kidding me right now? No. You're going to do this to me? I'm live? Curious. We're live, baby. Why is it $50,000? Listen, it's $5, Listen, but there's snacks. also other things. Uh, snacks. Gas. Uh-huh. You have to pay. You have to, like, fill up the bus every so often. Do you have to buy the bus? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Mark. I do. I don't know. We're accounting. I'm in preparing a, for the it. Listen, you know what? She accidentally gets left at a rest stop, and we have to go find <laughs> her. Uh, yeah. Let's make it a hundred thousand. Just Let's to be safe, we gotta buy a satellite phone. Yes, yes. Um, so Shannon, what else you got? What else we got? <laughs> you mean the beginning? <laughs> the whole thing. So, the eleventh uh, uh, through thirteenth centuries can best be summed up by the Crusades fucking everyone's shit up. Uh, Pope Urban II called for all Christians to unite and fight the Muslims for control of the Holy Lands. So what's happening right now? Yeah, it's current. Great. (laughs) And while they were at it, they murdered thousands of non-Christians, raped and pillaged their way across the continents, and mostly kept everything for themselves. Um, The Crusades and the Knights Templar had attempted to gain control of the Holy Lands (coughs) from uh, the Muslims that were living there at the time, only to get their asses kicked back uh, to Europe and, uh, you know, whoever was in charge, Daddy Pope, King, you know, it was three centuries, so there was a different dude in charge pretty much every time they went back. Ringo. Ringo, Ringo. (laughs) yeah, sometimes it was Ringo. Pope Ringo the (laughs) Third. The best Beatle. Yeah. It was Urban, and then it was Ringo, yeah. and then, yeah. <laughs> Urban third, George. <laughs> just going to say that. <laughs> um, he got so, really into Hare Krishna. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, at, so that was the 11th through 13th century. So by the time the 14th century rolled around, people were looking for a bit of a change, and they were beginning to enter the Reformation and Age of Enlightenment. So the slightly less stabby and more reedy time of history. I always wonder that if they knew, because I feel like we're we know we're entering the age of anti-intellectualism. What? What is it? Knox? No, get in there, Knox. <laughs> okay. Um, Unless you're going to say something so mean about me. In the end of the Middle Ages was 1453, oh, um, and what Shut happened was the Ottoman Constantinople, uh-huh. and all the uh, texts from the Eastern Orthodoxy churches, the patriarch, you know, in, in Constantinople. The, a lot of refugees took those into Italy, and that was the start of the Renaissance because all the Western Europeans started reading these old texts that hadn't really been looked at in a long time, and it re-sparked the age of intellectualism, and thus the Renaissance was born. Whoa. That was the 15th century, though. The 13th century was mostly plagues and shit. 14th oh, century. Cool, my cool. God. Thanks, buddy. Oh, my God. Here's the section where I have... I have a bunch of shit about the societies that pave the way for the Illuminati, but I know Caitlin's attention span is short. So <laughs> Amazing. Fuck off! You got a bullet bullet list? So, yeah. Listen, uh, Shannon. I'm going to start this like Can a terrible best, best man speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, guess what? I still have fucking bronchitis. Oh, okay. Shut okay. up. Okay. I, did you just okay. hear me cough? Did you just hear me cough? One week ago. Don't feel bad. One week ago. I had 102 fever, had to go to urgent care again, get another steroid shot, which is, I know, bad for me, but I have to work, okay? Mm-hmm. I slave away all day, mm-hmm. and I'm How working hard. How else am I going to get strong? Mm-hmm. I already am strong. I'm the buffest there is. How else am I going to keep this body? 
is what you meant to say. Yes. And your up apology accepted. Did you know that there's children that can't that don't have water? <laughs> hey, Caitlin, can she? <laughs> Can do they Shana have bronchitis? Like no, they probably they have like cholera or something. I don't care. Is that as bad as bronchitis? No, Worse. it's not. <laughs> oh my God. Caitlin, you know there Shana are some really children out in the world that do like yeah, fucking right. four hours of research, <laughs> <laughs> and for fifty cents a day, <laughs> for fifty thousand dollars, for just a small one-time donation of fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> We only accept individual donations. <laughs> yes. Yes. All the, and then don't forget about Titsmo. Yeah. All yeah, these oh, GoFundMe. Yes. Titsmo. Yes. Titsmo. How can we forget? There. How could anyone uh, never forget? That's what so they yes, say. I <laughs> do that's what that's about. <laughs> Photoshop. Oh, no. <laughs> the Twin Towers. Oh, my God. <laughs> but with tits on top. And like a giant dick going through them. And then Titsmo. shaped like a plane. No, it has to be yeah, no, <laughs> shaped like a plane. The Alamo. Remember the Titsmo. I like that. And then... Remember the Titsmo. And then Titsmo, never forget. And then remember the Titsmo. Yes. Oh, my God. Shannon, just go. (laughs) Just go. Yeah, so I do have what... uh, I have a timeline of all the secret societies that were popping up, what Knox was talking about. I would Um, like to hear about this. I've got got a timeline that I I did on graph paper that I forgot that shows, like, when the Renaissance started and when the Rosicutians were starting and also... But we're going to skip forward to the Illuminati. So we're skipping forward very far to 1776. (laughs) Ooh, I've heard that. That was a skip. I like that. I like yeah, that that was along the time. <laughs> Did you so, just fart? No, that was their going forward in time sound effect. That was the vroom of going forward in time. What? Does it... What? Docs. What do you Docs. want? As someone who's studied no. history, is that I would tell you the correct sound for a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> it's more like an actual fart. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move forward in time. Not there we like go. That. There it is. That's it. <laughs> Give us a time machine. Give us a time machine fart. The one that I did? No. The no. Oh, the, the new one? one? One, please. You got a fart like that. There we go. <laughs> all right, so 1776, we've arrived. Um, all right, so I'm going to start this like a terrible best man speech. Okay. Dictionary.com describes the Illuminati as... <laughs> oh, people claiming to possess special enlightenment or knowledge of something. That's all they have on it, knowledge of something. Um, but the actual OG Illuminati was started in 1776 as a Bavarian <laughs> secret society. So it was started... Um, um, by 18th century Bavarian professor Adam, uh, okay, Weishaupt. I ran all these Ooh. pronunciations by my German-speaking girlfriend, and she assured me that I am fucking them all up. Weishaupt, <laughs> 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 um, uh, let's call him Adam, um, was a professor at a very hardline Catholic university, the University of Engelstolt. Um, Adam was a supporter of the Enlightenment, though, and uh, that was defined as a belief in reason and science rather than religion, and the university was not chill with that, which is super Mm. weird because Catholic institutions are usually super chill with progressive-minded people. Mm -hmm. Side note, Mm -hmm. my Catholic grade school, I just realized, taught us the Confederate National Anthem. I confirmed this by texting my friend the other day. I was like, 
do you know the words to the fucking Dixie National Anthem song? And she's like, oh, yeah, I do. We learned that in music class in sixth grade. What is so, it? So, yeah, it's... Um, well, so give, don't, us don't, don't, give us a song. Give us a song. I'm not going to sing it, but it's like, <laughs> oh, way down south in the land of cotton, homelands dead but not forgotten. Look oh. away. Look away. Oh, Look I away. Dixieland. I don't think I learned that you one. stupid yanks. Yeah, that's, Surprisingly. that's stupid yanks. <laughs> it's what the... Uh, I think we might have learned that song. What the Dukes of Hazzard's car when they oh. they ring the oh. when they honk the horn that's what it does <laughs> but yeah so you know Catholic institutions super progressive yeah. um, so since his beliefs were constantly at odds with the <laughs> Jesuit authorities of the university he decided to go rogue and since I'm a huge Harry Potter fan this is where I'm going to pull in a Harry Potter reference and the Illuminati is essentially the Dumbledore's army of the uh, seven, you know 18th century 1776 thank you that was the appropriate response wasn't Dumbledore a good guy <laughs> Dumbledore is a good guy um, <laughs> Dumbledore's army <laughs> is a secret society that was started underneath the uh, authoritarian it's, it's so rule. Dumbledore. But anyway, <laughs> the Illuminati started out as a reading group in 1776. A reading group? Yeah, a reading yeah. group. There's a book oh, club. Reading reading. Yeah. Sorry, I thought reading. it was breeding. Um, where um, they're all humping away, baby. <laughs> um, where Weishaupt or Adam... Like I know. <laughs> Sorry. He was using my leg as an armrest. I had my hand on his knee for like five minutes. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, Shannon. Could you guys let Shannon finish? He's <laughs> really immature. <laughs> so this one has been trying. Was this all in Bavaria? Good. This is, yeah, <laughs> all in like pre-Germany Germany. So I know... Because Germany was... As right. it is today, it's basically started so in like the 80s. I don't I really that. know a lot about Germany, but around this time mm-hmm. in France, uh, mm-hmm. there's the French Revolution, and there were other oh, societies. Oh, we're going to get to the French Revolution. Oh, okay, never mind. Because okay. some people thought that there might have been some underhanded shit. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> is any of this real? All of it is. The <laughs> <laughs> were the Crusades real? I'm, the Crusades were. Well, that's the one that's kind of oh, okay. iffy. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I am attached to this seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My undercarriage. <laughs> that's because your giny was juicing and then it oh froze my over. <laughs> oh my god, well, you froze giny. over. You shouldn't oh, have gotten a, a butt plug with a suction cup. On. You're <laughs> right. I always make that mistake. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It is Garfield shaped though. So <laughs> it goes on her window, um, which is not usually. <laughs> Amazing. That's really good. God damn it. I want to be as clever as you. <laughs> All right. So um, since his beliefs were, and this is, you're like, is this real? This is the legend of the Illuminati. So this is a conspiracy podcast. I am telling you the facts of the conspiracy. I, that's what's so confusing to me. Yeah. Facts of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So this is real. Yes. And then mm-hmm. it becomes crazy down the road. Yeah. When we start getting into like the government um, poisoning like the, the fluoride in the water and all okay. that. Okay. I love that when I'm here in this room, I don't understand anything that's going on. I feel like a fucking idiot. I sound like a fucking idiot. And then when I listen back to it, I'm like, Caitlin, how could you just not follow along? Just very simple things. <laughs> It's totally fine. You, you're what makes the podcast so endearing. <laughs> to be fair, you Thanks. are 
Mark. You are focused on taking those <laughs> selfies. <laughs> was that condescending? Yes, it I'm was. Sorry, I didn't. It, it didn't intend to come off that way. That intended. That came off as I'm sarcastic. Sorry. It wasn't. Just now. Unbelievable. Shane is telling us the facts of the conspiracy. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Your friends and Shannon's friends, aside from Knox, are our biggest fans. They really are. Actually, last night I got introduced as this is Caitlin, host of famous Mm -hmm. podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This Sid, Mm -hmm. who I met once before, introduced me to her dad as a famous podcast host. And I was on cloud nine. The whole goddamn night. Okay, go on, Shannon. <laughs> Shout out to our fan. Yes. <laughs> um, so yes, like I said, this is this is the uh, facts of the conspiracy. It's not my job to look at real facts. That's Mark's job later. Very true. So <laughs> I got a rash. Uh, <laughs> it's a God. it's a facts rash. It's a facts rash. <laughs> Too many facts. To facts. <laughs> Um, So yes, the um, Illuminati was started as a reading group for people that didn't want to follow the rules of this super Catholic institution of the Jesuits and everything. Um, uh, Let's see. The, the, he would recruit his best students to meet in secret so as not to attract the attention of the authorities. Here, where they would have discussions amongst themselves about enlightenment thinking, and students were requ- uh, required to write diaries about their thoughts, which were then further discussed in class. And that was the beginning of the Illuminati. But even from the early stages, assholes started trifling. Um, they started thinking that their uh, way of thinking was superior, and it started getting all culty. Um, they even wrote a letter to Benjamin Franklin. I, I don't Ooh. know if this is real, but I doubt it. They wrote a letter to Benjamin Franklin detailing their plans for enlightened utopia in America. But uh, apparently when they did this, they were, you know, it was 1776, so they were busy. <coughs> he rolled it to a big some, doobie and smoked it. Yeah, that's what he did. Um, he actually used it for a kite, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, was he very shocked by the... Oh. Oh. <laughs> get out of here. I'm um, sorry, guys. Shut that out. <laughs> Alright, I'll, 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 I'll see myself out, you guys. I just wanted to talk. <laughs> yeah. oh. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, Adam started recruiting from his current and former students in Bavaria, who in turn suggested other potential new members... After this, he set out trying to change society by infiltrating senior positions of power. And then here's where they crank the douchiness up to 11. Uh, Members were given code names like Spartacus, that's Adam Weishaupt, um, Ajax, and Tiberius. Um, Older members were required to help younger ones into positions of power, where they could then go uh, on to exert influence on society. So at this point, the uh, Illuminati was behaving exactly how everyone, like suspects that they are behaving like they're Mm -hmm. trying to control everything. Right. Um, So uh, they hit gold when they recruited the very well-connected, I'm going to say this so wrong. Uh, Well, his first name is Adolf. I got that one. Uh, um, Kinga? That's so wrong. But uh, he was a nobleman from Lower Saxony who got the code name Philo. (laughs) Mm. 
Um, he was a member of the Freemasons, and he grew the membership up to 2,000, and uh, he got in the uh, most, probably one of the most known writers at the time, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, codenamed Aberis. Um, and then, yeah, they just got super douchey and fratty, and they just started bringing in this weird frat vibe. Uh, um, mm. They started a new hierarchy with many rituals and ceremonies that are associated with the Illuminati today. The ceremonies and hierarchy were meant to bring about a sense of achievement and structure for members. But um, during the ceremonies, uh, the members were instructed in great detail how to better themselves, keep an eye on each other, share their knowledge, and further the goals of the Enlightenment. So it starts getting shadier and shadier as it starts to grow. Um, And then as it also started to grow, they felt that the Illuminati was losing its purpose. Everybody wanted to start taking it in different directions. Um, So they all, yeah, they kind of started to split. Um, And it seems like Adam and Adolf had a little bit of a breakup uh, with the Illuminati and started, uh, you know, they they kind of took half the group each and kind of split up. Oh, that's so sad. Um, And apparently, let's see. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Adam was reportedly a dick to his inferiors and new members. So shit only got worse when it was discovered that uh, he had fathered an Ill- illegitimate child and considered an abortion. And, you know, a, I'm sorry. What's that, that highlight? An abortion? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Adolf wow. was out spreading rumors. It was it was really gossipy, it seems. Wow. Guys are never gossipy. So that's very strange. <laughs> what you got yeah. highlighted on there, Shannon? Uh, words that I needed to ask my girlfriend. Oh, OK. Say. Um, so yeah Adam wanted to keep the group exclusive and contain it you can't sit with us style Uh, whereas Adolf wanted to just like get as many people and start infiltrating society so Mm. that he could take over as much stuff as possible but the that biggest, was Adolf? yeah that was Adolf there seems to be historical uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, that's not a good name Um, But the biggest blow for the organization was being implicated in a political scandal which planned to allow Austria to annex Bavaria, which Weishaupt, that's Adam, thought would bring a more enlightened rule to the state. Uh, The Illuminati came up against fierce opposition when the plot was discovered, Um, but it was... (laughs) It was discovered by another weird-ass group of old dudes called the Order of the Golden and Rosy Cross, so I don't know how that's any (laughs) less fucking creepy. They were a group based around alchemy, uh, spirituality, and mysticism, and they also had connections to the Bavarian authorities, so they were just like, hey, those guys, we don't like them, you should arrest them. So they led a campaign against the Illuminati, and they got the king of Bavaria to outlaw the Illuminati at the time. So that's what really started this whole, like, you add a little bit of scandal to the name, and then you got more rumors start starting to happen. Were there any child snatchers? Uh, it doesn't say anything about child snatchers. Wasn't, isn't Bavaria the, the place they go to in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Oh, maybe. And uh, maybe Krampus could be from there, too. So there might oh, okay. be some child snatchers. And, yeah, Krampus okay. and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Cool. <laughs> this is our Chitty Chitty Bang Bang uh, fan podcast. Now, is well. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang based on a true story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. What? Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, but because the Illuminati was formed at a time when secret societies were all the rage, the group uh, legacy is pretty standard. Um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, curious. I'm curious about the French Revolution. Yeah, uh, okay. I know, like, Robespierre was in, like, a society that promoted uh, 
science, and I can't remember. What, I, I usually know. crack open a couple of beers around the <laughs> around the front. <laughs> it's all fucking Napoleon at that point. <laughs> yeah. Shit, really. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the French Revolution. So the uh, Illuminati was outlawed in 1785, and that's when people like started the whole rumor mill thing. So mm-hmm. then it's you know rumors of sex of the Illuminati popping up and starting some things. So the French Revolution started around, you know, 10 years after this. So people thought that some of the members of the Bavarian Illuminati moved to France to start sowing seeds of dissent and things like that. Hmm. More enlightened ways of thinking or what have you. Um, I found an article from a historian who thinks that the modern Illuminati is bullshit. Um, But his claims uh, sidestep a lot of the big questions. He says that because the decline of the Illuminati is documented, we have proof that it no longer exists. But his accounts of things say that the group ended with, um, you know, when Adam and Adolf had their little breakup and when they split up and go their separate ways. And he also talks about how it's possible that the group could have continued after that. But he's like, no, but we have the documentation of it ending, so there is no more Illuminati. So, yes, technically... That's a big inference, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could have started back up. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or that's the other thing is it... That's where you get the rumors of groups like New World Order and stuff like that. It came off of Illuminati-type thinking. Um, Oh, yeah. And then some even believed that the group was purposely revealed to kind of get the thoughts out there um, to the public... And then the groups could then go underground and start being like, hey, you heard about that that big thing. This is actually what it was about, kind of. So more rumor mill bullshit. Uh. <laughs> um, then we have um, one such person who definitely continued the ideals of the Illuminati was Albert Pike. He is one of the people supposedly responsible for the New World Order. Mm. Thanks to um, a vision that was revealed to him, he outlined the original blueprints for the third and final world war back in the 1800s. So this is, who knows if this person existed or this letter existed, but according to the Illuminati truthers, um, there was this man, Albert (coughs) Pike, who wrote this letter, um, to, uh, let's see, to an Italian uh, politician in, uh, Aug- on August 15th, 1871. He was a captain of the U.S. Army during the Civil War and uh, is alleged to have penned a doctrine to Italian po- politician Mazzini. I'm so bad at saying, um, you know, foreign names. Mazzini. Any name that isn't an actual <laughs> word. That's it. <laughs> Um, Docs is just yelling. (laughs) (laughs) So in this letter, he outlined plans for three global conflicts to bring a, uh, to bring about one world government. It plots how and why the first and second world wars raged in the early 1900s and provides a chilling prophecy over a third and final battle. Um, so this all comes from a 1966 book called Satan, Prince of This World, by Ooh, former yeah. naval officer William uh, Guy Carr. Can we get badass. some like hardcore, bad, 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 like, bad, yeah, like shredding behind that? That makes me horny. <laughs> <laughs> horny. 
Um, and yeah, any three-second look into his Wikipedia page, and you'll find the word anti-Semite. So this is, uh, uh, yeah. So this is what um, this this guy has to say about this man who wrote. So Carr wrote Satan, Prince of This World, and in this book, he talks about the letter that Pike wrote to the Italian politician. Um, so the letter is claimed to suggest World War I was planned to overthrow the Tsars in Russia and make Russia a communist stronghold. And then World War II was sparked as a catalyst to destroy Nazism so communism could take over warrior governments uh, for a sovereign state of Israel to be, set, to be set up in Palestine. And the third global war, according to Pike, will be fought between the West and the leaders of the Islamic War. So, yeah, um, he basically took Illuminati-esque thoughts and took it into a crazy anti-Islamic rant in a, in a book called Satan, Prince of This World. Hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, there's the debate over whether this letter actually exists. It's more likely that Carr could have just made up the letter to support his own ideas and filter them through, quote-unquote, someone else's words. Um, <laughs> Lemony Snicket isn't real either, but he sells books. Uh, <laughs> he's not? Oh, shit. Oh. Did I ruin Sorry, that kids. Cullen? <laughs> All the kids listening. All the Cullen heads. Oh, Cullen, Cullen doesn't heads. know about Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law is a legend. Um, so I would argue that any new group bent on world domination or what have you would just be a new group inspired by the Illuminati and not actually the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, kind of like how the woman who started the term incel had no intention of that yeah. going anywhere where that went. I love hearing that story. <laughs> um, some believe that the small number of incredibly wealthy families in the world are part of the quote-unquote modern-day Illuminati but again, that's just rich people being in control of everything. I don't know if they actually have meetings or anything like that. Um, today, the term is synonymous with anybody who has a lot of power and money and a more, quote-unquote, liberal, progressive, forward, blah-blah-blah mindset persona. And uh, it especially gets attached to anyone who seems to have a lot of power and money and influence but isn't a straight white man. Um, it is a term that means less and less because of how often it gets tossed around. Um, so there are definitely groups pulling the strings behind modern society. Uh, I highly doubt any of them are called the Illuminati. <laughs> Who did this? Um, what was that? And if they did that call themselves... That was Dawn. That was the Illuminati. That was the Illuminati. Yeah, the Illuminati is calling us shit. <laughs> you guys said some pretty mean things. You guys are blowing up our spot. If you could just... <laughs> if you guys could Play just... Play off, bro. Yeah. Guys, that wasn't us. It's actually, yeah, it was... see that's not chill. That was Beyonce on the phone, so... <laughs> we, need to, we need to shut this shit down, so. That's pretty much... That's, yeah, the history of the Illuminati. Damn. So, um... Is the New World Order supposed to be different from the Illuminati? Yeah, is that supposed to have been... Is it like a subset, or is it... It was supposed totally to have been different. one of the groups that was, yeah, like, inspired by an old member of the Illuminati, and then he took his teachings mm -hmm. on. And so the New World through. Order that exists today, mm -hmm. is that a separate organization, like, assuming that these exist? Mm -hmm. Is the New World Order that exists today separate from the Illuminati that exists today? Yeah, that, oh. yeah. Are they, like, competing with each other? It would be, like, 
uh, I don't know, if Beatles and Wings were having at the same <laughs> time. So there is some overlap in membership. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. Hmm. That makes sense. Wangs. Wangs. <laughs> so one is clearly... The streets. <laughs> one is clearly more of an original concept. Right. One is kind of a spin-off deriv- derivative yeah. of the other. They got similar things going. Okay. But really, at the end of the day, Paul McCartney, if you wanted to write more than more than one song, we would have let you. You didn't have to make Band on the Run five different <laughs> fucking songs. So wait, which, which, the New World Order, is that the more derivative one? Yeah. Okay. The Illuminati is supposed to be the... Uh, just like the they're the biggest yeah okay. the original okay. enlightened yeah. they're the way daddy. of thinking secret society mm-hmm. mm. and that's the legend <laughs> of Luma the daddy the Luma daddy Luma nasty daddies we've already made that joke 6,000 times <laughs> it's literally on our paper <laughs> We never left. You guys. Oh, yeah. We've been here. We've Mark been here. sent me a snap of his dick last night. Ah, <laughs> God damn it. What? I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about this. I about died. Now, was it? Oh, so oh, no. Was it by accident? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Was it erect? I don't no. think it was a wreck, though. No. Um, he was, he was taking a picture of the It was, like, peeking out of the corner. It was He was taking a picture of his legs, like, up on the TV, like, having a, like, having a spa night, like, trying to be silly, and his dick was in the corner. And, of course, I'm like, it's Mark. He meant to get his dick in there. Like, right, right. Uh, the wrong he person. Didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Amazing. So, Cullen, uh, surprise. He didn't send it to you, and then he was like, was my dick in that snap? And I was like, yeah, it 100% was. He was like, Willow told me it was in there. I didn't mean for it to be in there. And I was like, Cullen was jealous he didn't get one, so he specifically took a dick pic you. Was it just? Was it, like, was it specific? <laughs> Yours was, was tailored. Oh, <laughs> what, was, what was his? Okay. It was my, the same as oh, the other okay. one, but it was intentional. Yeah. Uh, it's I, really yeah. sweet. Because I, I figured it was intentional were, because of the, like, butt pictures that you sent me. Right. right. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, Mark will send me sometimes pictures of his face and then have a caption that's like, oh, you should check out like what I, I have just on shaved or something today. like that. Yeah. And then, you, and then you, the thumbnail is just his face, but when you click the thumbnail in the corner, there's a mirror in the background and his naked ass. <laughs> <laughs> and Cullen loves it. Yeah. Cullen loves it. Yeah. Um, when they first became friends, like when we first met Mark, he sent Cullen, like, just shave today. Mark was like, why did Mark send me this pic? And then he was, like, in a mirror and then a mirror behind him and, like, his butt in the background that you, like, barely noticed. He was like, what the fuck? It was incredible. And that was when I was like, we're going to be lifelong friends. It's yeah. really beautiful. I remember I did it to Zach, too, and he stopped talking to me. <laughs> and I thought I was, he was mad at me. <laughs> Zach couldn't help his feelings yeah, and I think yeah. he was made really uncomfortable by he them. He was. Yeah. yeah. He was confused by He that. was confused. I don't know why I'm talking so quiet and gentle tonight. <laughs> what? And I was like, yeah, of course, like you get a dick pic. I was like, no, Mark always asks before yeah. I get a dick pic. Like we've had conversation. It's a thing. That's amazing. And I, and I like, oh I my god. I don't think he knows. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm I that so makes excited. me laugh because I was hanging out 
with Killian, and I'm like, oh, Mark's in a snap. And I was like, Mark just sent me a fucking picture of his dick. Are you kidding me? I like to imagine that the one you got that was accidental was just a close up of his dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he dropped like it, was, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I dropped my phone. Yeah, if we want to talk about dick pics, one time Cullen. Oh, God. This is embarrassing. Uh, no, let I me tell the dick. story. So can you I, can, wait, can I do so rebuttal? I, should act like I can embellish it. Can I, before you do that, can I just say something to what Mark uh, touched on earlier yeah. about that I was like angry at him or something? Yes. I wasn't angry at you. We had, I barely knew you at that point. And I was just. What? It doesn't matter. I don't know. I, you know how I am. I'm a fucking grouchy guy. You know, I only guy. have like a few close friends. I didn't know you. You sent me your ass. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not gonna. <laughs> That's all it was. I wasn't mad at you. Okay. Okay. If you sent me your ass now, yeah. I would be like, he would masturbate to it. Mark. He yeah. would like come, he would shoot Jeez. ropes. I'm gonna, Everywhere. I'm gonna jizz yeah. in that. It's <laughs> what I would say for he me. I mean, that you tickle. wouldn't, I mean, yeah. I told you now, but you wouldn't yeah. know that. Okay. Sounding with another right. penis. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's special. A hundred percent. So, Cullen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we were sexting while I was at Hot. work. Hot. Ooh. Sexy. At work. Recently? Yeah. And, uh, I th- did you I send a like dick two- pic from work? Yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> like two years ago. Like two years ago. This was a while ago. <laughs> it was I'm a hot summer sure day. Like Caitlin two summers was, ago. I'm pretty sure she sent me some, some nudies. I've never sent a nude in my life. Listen. To anyone. <laughs> I don't think I believe it. It was accidental. I literally <laughs> send nudes to every person I know every <laughs> single day. Because I'm trying like, to send look a picture of what she was watching on TV, but her titty was out. She didn't Oh, yeah, so I had my like, legs up on the TV, yeah. and then my tit was yeah. like... And you were doing, like, kind of a <laughs> selfie where you yeah. were, like, pointing yeah. it at your chest. Yeah. I got you. I was very excited, and I decided I was going to send her a dick pic. Mm-hmm. And so... I just want to state he was not in the work building. He went out to his car. <laughs> <laughs> and he made, like, a little masturbation area in his car. I didn't... Wait a minute. Masturbation? <laughs> stop. Wait a minute. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do in your car? No, I want yes. to hear about this it little station the, that you made. It doesn't necessarily have to be <laughs> masturbatory. So all, I, all I did was I went in the car. Sure. Yeah, in the I Taco Bell parking lot when I work. took a picture of it and sent it. So wait, when you said that the, he made a, a station, was there like, did he put like a... like a, He probably like a, put like blankets up all around. Is that what <laughs> did you do that? That's how I no, I oh, so you were just out. Yeah, I just, so got, if someone I walked just got by. in the driver's seat of my car and took my dick out, took a picture of it. So if someone <laughs> if someone was leaving early and they were parked next to you, they would have... Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Just, so just clarifying. Just I clarifying. got a snap and I'm excited. I'm like, yes, you know, what's it going to be? <laughs> Definitely not his dick because he's at work. Yeah. Um, unless yeah. it's on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't... He knows that I don't want that. And so I... What I opened... Was the most aggressive dick pic I've ever seen. It was in pure sunlight. I saw every single pube that he had, every vein that he had. His dick was staring at me with Wait the a fire. Wait a minute. Did you take it? So you got an erection, and then you like held it there, and then did you take like the front of your camera and just? <laughs> On the tip, so like you were like, did. so it really just looked like a little head, but then like there was perspective of like everything behind it. <laughs> it was. It was kind of medical. The one. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It's it like was those like Google this is what I have going on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So if you yeah. googled 
if you Googled Cullen's dick and there was like a Wikipedia of that kind of thing, yeah. that's what that would be, would be it. It was, honestly, I was horny and then I saw that and I was like, I'll never have sex again. I'll never think of sexual thought again because it was so that aggressive. Clinical. Yeah, it wow. was It was definitely like I was a doctor looking at his dick and it was so bad. Yeah, it wasn't my finest moment. It wasn't his finest. And the thing is, Cullen is great at dick pics. Like he's, they're, they're always very sensual. Like, the rest of his body is included. But this one, it was like, gah, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, thinking about, like, what went through your head to just be like, I think about it all well, the time. I'm going to get up and yep. uh, I think about car. it all. I'm and like, then I'm gonna take it's my so dick funny out. to me that he works in this professional environment, <laughs> went into the parking lot. People are probably looking at him on camera like, this dude's fucking masturbating. <laughs> and he's God. sitting a dick pic I thought in that his would be car. exciting because it's <laughs> very. Because I can see every crevice and every wrinkle in your dick. Because so. I'm at work and it's not allowed. It's <laughs> <So that's laughs> not. <laughs> it is a lot. I mean, I love your dick in every angle, but like the bright sunlight is not my favorite. No, yeah, I it was just, not good. I had never seen his dick like, you know, we're usually yeah, not I don't fucking even know outside, if I've seen my dick so like I've never seen his like dick in the before. bright sunlight. Did you save it? I wish I would have. Uh, well, you know what? We're back. And it is fucking miserable. We never out. left, but Shannon is not here. Shannon's not here. She um, left. We're gonna she play uh, at the end of the because episode. We will play today. that Green Day song for her in, in yeah. honor of her. Rest the in one from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. I hope you had that time of, of your, your life. life. Yeah. That's it. Let's sing yeah. Holy. Is no, at the end of the but in the end it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. Moving Shannon. <laughs> That's the violin solo. Uh, yeah, so Shannon's moving. She also has some nosebleeds going on because oh she's no. on cocaine. Cokehead. Yeah, the, she has a real a problem. Yeah, serious. It's upsetting, cokehead. you know. I mean, you can hear we can't how stop her. Yeah. She's. You can hear when she's on this podcast. Oh yeah, she's every time like, she go, talks, go, go, go. she's the loudest one on this podcast. Mm. She never stops. Full of energy. She talks all the time. Just you know, stream Shannon. of consciousness. A lot of times she doesn't. All Shannon. She won't let you finish your thoughts. She won't. <laughs> she'll just interrupt her, me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's really rude of her, and she's lost friends because you right. know yeah. she's coke. narcissistic and can't stop talking mm-hmm. over everyone. Yeah. Um, Shannon. But, she just talks about Coke. But we're still us. here. Unfortunate. And we're but talking we're about here. Illuminati. Yeah. We're talking about Illuminati. I'm really excited because Mark, let me just tell you that Mark knows his shit. Okay. <clears throat> he didn't get a PhD for nothing, you motherfuckers. <laughs> he got a PhD because he's a goddamn genius. And so whatever he says is right well, in I life. Don't know about it. In life in general. Are you general, technically a genius? Have you taken an IQ test? Probably not. He is. Probably not taken it. The IQ test is me. (laughs) I say yes. He's a genius. So he could be, though. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark knows, like, class struggle like nobody I've ever met. It's out of control. Anytime I have a question about, like, politics or anything relating to that, Mark, like, knows off the top of his head and can give me, like, a whole history of it. Like, I'll ask one simple question, and then he'll give me, like, a whole history just off the top of his head. So this is very exciting to me because what I have heard from Mark, you all get to learn. So I just feel like this is Mark's bread and butter. Like, he is great at... my bread and butter. It is. He's (laughs) He's going to butter your bread. He's going to butter my bread. (laughs) Um, He's great at explaining this type of thing. Like... 
if we're talking about like feudalism, capitalism, all of this stuff, Mark just knows what the fuck he's talking about. And it's, I, I just feel like if everyone heard you, there would be a much like more like nuanced view in the world. Well, thank you. And people wouldn't be believing crazy shit like Pizzagate. Um, or Alex Jones and all of this mm-hmm. dumb shit. So here's Mark's part on the Illuminati. Ph. Dick. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got enough to explain Ph. Dick pics on Snapchat. No, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I, the thing I like about Poop it. Ham Dick. Usually when you think about accidental Poop dick pic on Snapchat. You think an intentional dick pic sent to the wrong person. Yes. That's not what This happens. one, his dick was sneaking in. Like, I didn't oh, know. It was, it was, it was, it was a peekaboo situation. See, that's what I was confused no. about. I thought you were no. sending a dick pic to someone else, no. and you accidentally yeah. clicked her name. No. He was watching The Office. So you didn't know were your you dick was out? Were you in a robe? Out? No, I was just mm. naked. Okay, he was naked, and he had his legs up, and his dick was like... It was like, no, sir, I, I feel like I'm putting like a in the frame, frame, like bottom like of the how, corner. How like, clear right, was it? Right Can here. I see it? Does anyone have it? Oh, I, I wish. I, yeah. I wish. I wish it would be my wallpaper. I wish I would have saved it. Yeah, I'll I still, send you uh, a replica. I still haven't me. learned right. how to I screen. Like, my finger accurate, is the though. penis, right? Like it was just like yes. hanging. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah. hi. And his legs were like on the side of it. Yeah, and then like leg was here. His And then laptop was his dick head. I couldn't see anything else. It was dick. It was really just like a peekaboo. It was so. Oh, good. It was you should so have put good. an emoji uh, over it. It would have been funny. Oh, I didn't know it was there. Like a peach or something. I didn't something. know it was there. <laughs> That's true. Or that would have been really been funny. Better. I love putting my bitmoji on, like, my nipples. And stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like your it's face, still me. Like, it's still me. It's all but you. But it's not me. It's all you. You know? Those bitmojis. Cullen's bitmoji looks fucking exactly. I, yeah. I masturbate to his bitmoji. Yeah. Because it looks so much uh-huh. like him, you know? Hot, sexy. Just put it up on your phone when he's not yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Doing like, various things. Right. Yeah, right. that Colin doesn't normally do. You it's know? a powerful piece of technology. It's, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so, anyways, in in place of Shannon tonight, uh, rest in peace, Shannon. What? Um, <laughs> she's oh, yeah, resting. She's, she's going oh, to bed. Oh, at but seven. she's not dead though. Peacefully. Uh, she's well, resting, she's very resting peacefully. peacefully. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. She's but she's got not a nosebleed, deceased so. or anything. Well, she no. is. She. I mean, she she's is. a ghost. She's a ghost. Yeah. Oh. She's always been a ghost the whole time we've known her. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? We're gonna post a picture of Colin's bitmoji on the Instagram, and you guys. Can masturbate to it. That's also. how he. I mean, that's how you like sure. hold your arms all the time too. Like just straight. Yeah. The outfit I'm wearing is exactly what I wear to work. <laughs> you, do, and, you do. And in the Bitmoji, <laughs> his dick is in direct sunlight. Like yeah. His dick yeah. is out in the direct sunlight, and I think that's beautiful. That it captured the essence of you. I just perfect. I am on. hot. Yeah. Um, but in place of Shannon tonight, we got Doctor Queef, medicine woman. She's here. She's a fucking doula. If you need a baby delivered, she's going to come to your house, knock your door down, and be like, bitch, I'm Rip here. That sucker. <laughs> Rip that sucker oh right God. out of there. Yeah, something and like that. Yeah. Something <laughs> Is that how doulas work? That's, that's... Basically, uh, you forgot the headlamp. There's oh, always shit. a headlamp. Um, well, you got to see what you're doing, right? Uh, arm length Absolutely. Gloves. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Opera gloves. Yeah. But because you can reach rubber. that far. Right. Because yeah. you got to join. It's like a right. cow. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like <laughs> fisting. Yeah. But not as erotic. Correct. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I thought it was one of those situations where you get shrunk down into a little spaceship. Uh, it's like, honey, I shrunk the doula. In. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's once I become an official midwife. Yes, oh, okay. right, right. Midwives don't get those privileges. And then you talk to the baby, and you're like, "Listen, 
You gotta come out. You need to You fucked this up for a long time, and your mom's pissed off. Wait a second. That's fucked up, though, because that's like... The midwife is the landlord evicting the baby. Shit, oh. we're getting into some more class trouble yep. here. So yeah. yeah. So should we allow Mark to? <laughs> <laughs> you was a good segue. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good segue. I was just really? like, it was just a, it was a head shaking segue, but it was good. Okay, I liked it the though. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't remember like all of the claims that were made. By Shannon, you know, um, I'll just say that <clears throat> if if people if by the term Illuminati people mean like the ruling class, then yeah, sure, of course the Illuminati exists. But why are you calling it the Illuminati? And you know, I'm just gonna. T- so the reason I think a lot of people believe in in not only just Illuminati, New World Order, but also things like reptilians, all of that. Um, Can just, I just ask why you pointed at me when you said people who believe in reptilians? I, I went like this. Yeah, but you le- point. Yeah, but you kind of like you made a point to like look at me, and then your hand was not over uh, here. It was. Yeah. I'm just gonna let it go. It was random. <laughs> <laughs> but is randomness real? No. Everything no. has a purpose, Zach. Yeah. Everything's meant. Are you to be. calling me a reptilian? No. There's a reason yes. why you l- believe in reptiles, and it's because they're As real. Because you're <laughs> <fucking wrong. laughs> I do believe in reptiles. <laughs> they do exist. I, I've seen. I've also been leaving glasses of water all over the place. So. Yeah. Mel Gibson yeah. keeps hanging out over God here, which it. honestly, um, we're all really that little kid with. from Little Miss. I'm not okay with it either. Always over here. <laughs> to and be that's honest, another reason. Every time Mel shows up, I'm like, "Hey, man, yeah, listen, listen." Uh, so I think one of the reasons people believe in in those kinds of things, reptilians, New World Order, Illuminati, if by that they don't just mean the ruling class, um, one of the reasons they believe in those things is because they don't understand how uh, power and influence and wealth concentrate in capitalist societies, and if they did, then they would just, instead of thinking, oh, there must be some supernatural explanation for why these few people are at the top and all of us are at the bottom, then they would just understand. They wouldn't need the supernatural explanation, you know. I don't think you really need to know much about the um, history or development of capitalism to understand how it works today. But I want to talk about it anyway. I I would say you do because I like before I met you mm-hmm. and another unnamed person. Yeah, that talks about that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, I I would say like I knew about feudalism, but I <laughs> didn't like grasp. Yeah, I, I just comparing, didn't think about. You the can whole thing you can understand context. capitalism a little better by comparing it to other. Okay, so before I talk about like. The transition from feudalism into capitalism, I want to talk about what those are. Okay. So you have a mm. sense of what that even means for to transition from one into the other. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to use some... Um, I feel like the most helpful way to think about um, society and social change is from a Marxist perspective. So that's the one I'll be doing. A lot of stuff that I'll say does not require Marxist perspective. And I'll like flag when that is because there might be listeners who are like oh this is just a marxist way of viewing it some of it is some of it isn't and i'll 
make clear when that is and when it isn't. So this first part, I'm going to give you like the Marxist conception of societies. Yeah, just so you guys change. know, Mark is not a Marxist. He's very anti-Marxist. He. I'm a Marxist. He's a Marxist. <laughs> I'm so a Marxist. Dude, it's fucked up. That's Sorry, man. That's what I am. <laughs> Zach believes you should pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and that's it. Zach believes you should. There's he, no. Zach believes you should pull your wiener out wherever you go. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he that's what I call my wiener. wiener is a out in the sunlight. Yeah. I call my wiener my bootstrap, and I say you should pull it out because it's so leathery. <laughs> it's been in the sun, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. Pull What's your bootstrap out Nothing. and just Whip out that bootstrap. Just let let life happen. <laughs> strap you know yeah. your bootstrap. All right, so <laughs> so Marx Marx divides <clears throat> different, and I should should say like um, Marx is not irrelevant. Um, there's Marxists all over the social sciences and sociology, anthropology. Like he's he's not. It's not like everyone is a Marxist, but he's by no means dead. Uh-huh. Um, they're everywhere. I mean, he, he is. He's L- dead. A little bit. He's literally dead. Yeah. He's dead. He's literally <laughs> Physically, dead. Physically, but right. not but spiritually. But not spiritually. Phil- philosophically. Daddy Marx emotionally. will be resurrected. I'll guarantee you guys that. Um, by me. Right. I'm into <laughs> necromancy. All right. In your living room. In a cold night. my living room. <laughs> Al's going to, or cat Al, his mind is going to be blown. He's going to be like, bitch. I've seen you so many years ago, and now you're here, bringing this shit up again. And Mark is going to be like, Al, calm down. Like, <laughs> Al, settle down. You're always pulling this shit. You're always mm. doing this shit. And Al's going to be like, motherfucker, you always try to start fights with me. And Mark is going to be like, oh, Alan, we've talked about this so many times. You need to illustrate this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what has to happen. You need to just not stop. Okay. When you're when you're talking, you just right. like don't even Mark, like where you would think where Close you would think eyes, to stop to let on. like the info sink if in for I a sec. If I look at you and just like don't. act like I'm going to jump in, if Colin, she, can you me. add pauses? So I'll add pauses. If she so has a bit right in her right. eyes, yeah, yeah, ignore it. Yeah, okay. right. I just just Mark. <laughs> my eyes a lot. Like, this is your fault. This is this is your fault. Yeah. This is your this fault that you're not fault. you're okay. stop. Try to do better, guys. You got to just not stop. <laughs> okay. Non-stop so, info. Go. Here we go. Go. So start go. it. Start it. Start go. it now. Now no, this is the test. Go. go. There are any number of ways to categorize societies, um, and what like a social science wants to do is try to find the the best way of classifying a society or parts of it. Um, the best way of doing that in order to explain certain things. And let me just give you an example. So I could take two societies and I could say, oh, this one, uh, the average age in this one is whatever, you know, 50. The average age in this society is 70. And then we can try to find, like, are there properties associated in, with societies whose average age is, is 50? Are there properties uh, that are common to societies whose average age is 70? And we probably won't find anything very important or informative. And societies wh- whose average age is 50, they probably don't change in any kind of regular, you know, um, way that we can explain or predict because it's just the age. Like, why would that matter? So Marx says what you should look at and what really differentiates societies 
the thing that differentiates societies that you need to look at and which explains how they work is their class structure. And class for Marx has a very specific meaning. It doesn't mean what it does here in the United States, like income brackets. That's not what class is for Marx. Um, so, you know, here lower class is, is poor and upper class is rich. Well, <clears throat> for Marx, there's classes, classes um, represent how different groups of people are related to the production process. So um, think, let's think about slavery. So how, do, how does production and distribution happen in slavery? Well, the slaves produce everything. Uh, the slave masters don't. The slave is owned by the slave master. Um, how is stuff distributed? Well, um, the, some of the product that the slave produces, the master just uses feeds his family with it, builds a mansion, whatever. Some of it he takes to the market and sells for money, whatever. So that's, so production is how all the goods and services are produced. Distribution is how they get to where they need to be in the society. And Marx says we need to look at how those function in a society. Okay. So in a, in a slave society, <clears throat> like I said, the slaves do all the labor and the slave masters don't. So one very important distinction that Marx makes is between necessary labor and surplus labor. And this, is, this distinction applies in any society, regardless of its class structure, that can produce a surplus. So when we were like hunter-gatherers and we could only produce, we didn't have very efficient technology or anything, we could only produce enough so that we could survive then there was no surplus. We only had our subsistence. And then once we developed certain technology and discovered fire and the wheel and all of that, we started being able to produce more than we needed. And that more than we need is the surplus. Okay. And the surplus is what allows growth, like economic growth, allows you to like build your society. Because if you're just producing and then eating everything, or producing and and then using the rest to build what you used the year before, then your society can replicate itself, but it's not growing. So, like, the growth would be, uh, like, you're trading with another society, and, like, you're, like, what, so what do you mean by, like, uh, having surplus would equ equate? So you can, now, now that you have more than you need, yeah, right. you can do more stuff. You can make your society bigger. Oh, okay. So, more like, things. add more can, people to exactly, it. And, okay, right. okay, okay. Whereas if you're just, if at the end of the year, you've only produced enough to feed everyone and replace the shit you used up during that year, then yeah, you haven't That's built That's not a anything. surplus. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't okay. grown your society. Right. You just maintained right. it. Yeah. Right, exactly. So once, once we develop the technology to allow a surplus, that's when class struggle begins. Class struggle is the struggle between different groups in the production process over what to do with that surplus. So in a slave society, um, the slave performs all the labor. And Marx makes a distinction between necessary labor and surplus labor. So the slave's necessary labor is all the time during the day or the week that the slave is laboring to produce a product that is then used to keep him or herself alive. That's like the subsistence. 
So, like, you work enough to be able to, like... I guess I, I'm, I'm trying to like I'm trying to yeah, like think yeah. about it like in yeah. in so like I like let's say I work a day in order to afford to feed like my family like yeah, my right, like my right. okay okay right, right. let's say you you work I'm just I'm trying to break it down on the most basic yeah. level let's so that anyone work, that listens to this may understand good, everything. Good. Let's say you work twelve hours. Okay. And um, are. To make it more realistic, let's say you work um, a week. Sure. Um, and let's say you rest on the seventh day. This, <laughs> this will actually become relevant. We okay. About feudalism. feudalism. Yes. Yep. I don't know so anything about say, feudalism. Let's say in the that's first three days of the week, um, that's when you've produced enough to feed yourself and your family. Sure. The next three days of the week, yep. everything you make is surplus. That's going to whoever. It's going whatever you yeah. want to do. Right? Okay, okay, okay. So that means the first three days, Marx calls that necessary labor. Because that's the labor required to make the sustain product you. necessary yeah, yeah. To, to sustain you. And then the, the, the latter three days, Marx calls surplus labor because it produces the surplus. Okay. Okay. So in a slave society, the slave performs the necessary and the surplus labor. Right. Um, the slave master receives both the necessary and the surplus product. Yeah. Um, obviously, the slave master has to give the necessary product back to the slave in some form in order to keep the slave and their family alive. Right. And then the surplus product is used by the master to do whatever he wants. Feed his kids, educate his kids, uh, hire, like... Uh, security, build his mansion. Let me just ask one. So it's like, it's like you go, okay. So like, I'm not trying to compare slaves to anybody. Let's make that clear. Uh Slavery is not good. But it's like you go to a place. (laughs) But wait, 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 wait. So it's like you go to a place. Yeah. You work a set amount of hours. Mm -hmm. In return for that set amount of hours, Mm -hmm. you're given enough Credit, money, whatever you want to call it. You get enough... Tokens. uh, Tokens. You get enough tokens Mm -hmm. that you can keep your... The people that that, that are associated with you alive Mm -hmm. and that you can keep shit happening for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it... So, really, it sounds like you go to a job... Let me just be clear... I'm not saying that slavery is a job. Okay. So you go to a job. Yeah. You get the shit that will bare minimum keep you alive. Mm -hmm. And the rest goes to whoever the fuck you're working for. Yeah. Mm. And when I talk about capitalism. And so so you're saying that like when people go to like Walmart Mm -hmm. and they're standing in front of the doors greeting people and they're making like seven, Mm -hmm. I don't even, what, Mm -hmm. 745? Mm -hmm. Is that minimum wage? You're making that much. So, Okay. We'll get to that. I think you're anticipating. I'm just, yeah. I'm just. Yeah. No, that's fine. All I'm doing, all I'm doing is right I'm taking way. what you've just told me uh-huh. and I'm applying it to ideals that I've learned Some throughout my entire know. life. Yeah. Right. And I'm just trying to understand. Stuff it. that yes. you would yes. deem normal and necessary that's actually not quite normal. Right. Mm. I'm just trying to understand. You're actually paying for someone else to live an extravagant yeah. lifestyle. Right, like a lot, like million, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. millions. So feudalism, um, it's that's a different kind of economic structure 
because it's there's different groups of people related in different ways to production and distribution. See, that's confusing. I, I like because I know no, I know feudalism of uh, was it China? Was that what like not that there popularized feudal, feudalism? There were feudal aspects. <laughs> That's just that's the feudalism that's, theme song. <laughs> DJ Willow coming in hot. That's a no. Shout out to my sister Alana, Snapchatting <laughs> about the podcast. Uh, but so okay, so what, what, so anytime I've heard of feudalism, I've for some reason it just makes me think of like Asia. Like nope, that was us before. You capital. should okay, you should that, but I'm just saying that's what that's what it makes Monty me think Python of. And the Holy Grail. Yep. Okay. Yes. That's feudalism. That's okay. feudalism. All right. So in if in so in slave society you have slave and slave master and in feudal society you had lord and serf gotcha. or serf and lord to mm-hmm. get the order right. Um, so and there were there are just like how in 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 slave society there were obviously other people than slaves and slave masters. There mm-hmm. were like security guards and priests and yeah, but the right. two main economic actors were slaves and slave masters. The important right. Yeah. Same with feudalism. There are other people around besides lords and serfs, but they're the main economic players on the scene. They and, make the shit happen, basically. Right. So and, with capitalism, would it be business owner and worker? I'll get to that. <laughs> um, so now in feudalism, the lords don't own the serfs. So that's different. Um, I didn't know that. No. So, but they do usually, um, so the lord owned a certain plot of land. Okay. So he's called a landlord. And he allowed mm. the serf to labor on the land. Okay. He didn't own the serf, but he said, I'll let you labor on this land if you give, you have to give me some rent. So the first three days of the week, the serf labored in the fields and he got to keep what he produced Mm -hmm. for himself and his family. Um, And then on the latter three days, everything he produced in the field went to the landlord as rent. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So... Okay, so you said that the landlord would say, you know, you can you can like rent out this this uh, plot of land or whatever the fuck, and mm. you can take what you need to survive. When did that become standardized? When did it become like this is what you need to survive? I'm taking the rest. When did um, that happen? So, how much rent the landlord took was constantly changing and fluctuating. Because sometimes he would take too much and the surf would die, you know. So they that was constantly kind of changing. So there was no structure. It was basically... It was, I mean, people usually say like three days. Three days is, is what you need to produce the stuff you need. And then the other three days, um, whatever you produce goes to the law. <laughs> so, so far, you know, we've talked about slavery and feudalism. And I've shown you how Marx's distinction between... Um, Surplus labor and necessary labor applies in both. And, you know, that one group that labors all the time, um, in slavery it's the slaves, in feudalism it's the serfs, um, they're like the working class. And the the one that doesn't labor all the time, like the slave masters or the lords, they're the ruling class. Gotcha. Okay. Now, part of... Marx's main argument in Capital is that all of those distinctions still apply in capitalism. 
that when the revolution, when the French Revolution happened from feudalism to capitalism, and you know, everybody said, oh, uh, liberty, equality, fraternity. That's, that was the slogan of the revolution. That's what capitalism will bring. It didn't bring that. And so Marx is going to explain why in, in all three volumes of Capital. Um, and so what he, but what he basically says in, in brief is that <clears throat> the, the workers in, so in capitalism, the workers and the capitalists or the business owners are analogous to the slaves and the slave masters or the serfs and the lords from slavery and feudalism. So um, in, in capitalism, the workers perform all the necessary and the surplus labor. And then the people who own the business, now those people like as people, they might perform some labor too, but they also make a profit, which is money they just get from owning it. So they might, you know, people can do, can perform two different functions at the same time. So uh, especially if you're in a small business, the business owner might also work in the business. But the money they get from that is a wage. And then there's also profit, which is extra money they get simply from owning the business. And so that is obviously money they didn't work for. It's money they get just from owning it. And so the wage in capitalism is like the monetary equivalent of the, the necessary product. It's what the workers can buy to keep themselves alive. And then Everything that the owning classes make, profit, interest, rent, all of that, all of those money forms that you get just from owning stuff, that is the monetary form of surplus product and surplus mm -hmm. labor. So the, the workers perform all the labor, um, and they get back the, the product of necessary labor in the form of wages. And then everything that the owners buy with their interest and, and uh, rent and profit and dividends and all that, all of that stuff that they buy is the surplus product made by workers, but not controlled by them, not accessible to them. Um, okay, so now that we know what the difference is, I want to talk a little bit about how we got from feudalism to capitalism. Um, so I'm going to read you. A, so Marx actually has a, a, a part. Uh, part eight of Capital is all about this. And so I'm going to read you this quote that I really like. He says, the capitalist system presupposes the complete separation of the laborers from all property in the means by which they can reali realize their labor. So that what he means there is, if you're going to, in capitalism, you need a group of people who owns the factories and a big group of people who don't, so that the ones who don't can work for the few who do. So that's what he means by the capitalist system presupposes the complete separation of laborers from what he means by all property and the means by which they can realize their labor is all the means of production, factories, equipment, technology, stuff like that. Okay, continuing the quote, as soon as capitalist production is once on its own legs, and not only man maintains this separation, but reproduces it on a continually extending scale, the process, therefore, that clears the way for the capitalist system can be none other than the process which takes away from the laborer the possession of his means of production. 
a process that transforms on the one hand the social means of subsistence and of production into capital, uh, and on the other, the immediate producers into wage laborers. So after, after feudalism, there was a, a, a very a kind of a short period of time in which um, there were really only small peasants and artisans, uh, people who um, worked their own land, uh, owned their own s- tiny little factories and whatever. Um, and God. so they could create, they could make what they needed to survive. I'm just thinking about like all the hipster artists here in St. Louis when you say peasants and small artisans. Yeah. Like they're all wearing like floppy like hats. Well, these, these, dresses these artisans didn't have and handlebar mustaches. EDM music. <laughs> they were like, you know, like a weird obscure DJ. I don't think they had DJs back. Well, I think they did. So let's argue D- about DJ it because I'm right. <laughs> DJ they play on Cherokee Street all DJ the time. Surf, DJ Surf, DJ Peasant, yeah. Um, so, so for for the, to go from that to capitalism, mm-hmm. um, you've got so you have a bunch of group, you have a big group of people, and they can all uh, make what they need to survive. So, if you're going to go from that to capitalism, you have to separate them. You have to take away from them the resources they use to live by themselves. Okay. And that, um, there was a long process of that, and Marx talks about how that happened. So how so, long was that process from feudalism oh to switch geez. over into capitalism? Um, yeah, I'm a six, little, seven days? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Just little like lost. A so you said the seventh day they rested. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Cap- right. so, Five, six days. Okay. So, they take okay. away the things well, that you okay. need. Do you really want to be on this podcast? Because you're dropping the <laughs> ball. <laughs> so, they take away the things you need to just survive a daily life? Right, so capitalism requires that the large majority of people not have access to their own means of producing stuff. Okay. I mean, Um, but that's like today, they would take away our quality of life and everything we needed to sustain our life, like healthcare, if we don't completely, like, if we aren't slaves to them, if we aren't, like, completely submissive to them and work for them nonstop, like... So no, I think I missed so a So Marx's bit. question is, how do we how did we get from a place where we have a bunch of peasants and artisans who are working their own land and right. using their own equipment? How do we get from that to capitalism uh, where the large majority of people don't own their own land, don't own their own, own equipment and have to work for other people who own the land and the equipment? How right. did we get from that? Right, right, to right. one to the other. So oh, okay, so he's saying that in order to get to that point, mm-hmm we'd have to make it harder or take away mm-hmm. the ability to do your own shit. Right. To, like, make it... So, if I guess if... I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. If we, if we apply it to today, it would be, like, they make it harder to start your own business and support right. your own business. That's, that's one way, right. Yeah. Okay. So, but that's... But, but that's, that's... I understand that that's a capitalist, right. like, ideal of... Mm-hmm. Right. I understand that, but, like, I'm there just trying is, to... There's like a there's a pro capitalist story about how we got from that um, small peasant proprietorship, you know, to capitalism. And Marx gives a little like kind of parody of like what this story is. And that is. was written by and I think, Miss Ayn Rand. I think God yeah. bless her. I think you you might recognize some of these tropes in what you hear today. 
So this is Marx's version of the pro-capitalist story from how we got from these small peasants who, and artisans who owned their own stuff to now. In times long gone, uh, in times long gone by, there were two sorts of people. One, the diligent, intelligent, and above all, frugal elite. The other, lazy rascals, so spending their substance and, and more in riotous living. Thus it came to pass that the former sort accumulated wealth, and the latter sort had at last nothing to sell except their own skin. This is just like the fucking welfare queen trope that goes on today. It's been around for centuries. And from this original sin dates the poverty of the great majority that despite all its labor has up to now nothing to sell but itself and the wealth of the few that increases constantly, although they have long ceased to work. So the, the, the pro-capitalist creation myth of capitalism is that we got from one to the other because there were lazy people who didn't work enough, and there were really you know, efficient hard workers who accumulated all that wealth. And part, well not a part, but like the main point of part eight of capital is Marx to kind of debunk that story. Um, so if you actually look at the history of the transition from feudalism to capitalism, you see a, a different story. Um, Marx says, in actual history, it is notorious that conquest, enslavement, robbery, murder, briefly force, played the great part in the development of capitalism. So we got from a bunch of small peasants and artisans who owned their own land and equipment to capitalism via conquest, robbery, murder, force, not because some of the peasants were lazy. So you're, okay, so you're and saying other that... Other peasants accumulated wealth because they weren't lazy. So like one, one person uh, would like attack... Uh, would like attack like, I don't know, five small farms or something and like claim control of that farm? Like by force? Is that what you're saying? Right. So there are different ways it happened. So sure. um, one... One is that, so a lot of the peasants, <clears throat> they, they did their labor on communal lands that they all shared. And at first it was illegal, but then it, not that, but what I'm about to say, there, there was um, what they called enclosure of the commons, uh, which at first was illegal, but then became legal and was backed up by the state, where basically they would take they would enclose clumps of the communal land so that the peasants couldn't use it anymore and then sell it off. Basically like what we would call today privatizing. Who would do that? Well, first it was like the, the wealthy people and then it was backed up by the state and the state would do it. But who, so, okay, so, okay, so you're saying that like the serfs that were working the land, mm -hmm. they never have, have, had owned the land, the landlords, I guess, right? that owned the land uh -huh. would let them work on it mm -hmm. and make, for three days, they would make their... So what I'm talking about now is, is a period between feudalism and capitalism right. where the lords were gone, okay. and so now it was just the peasants working their own lands without a lord. So who decided that they were going to take uh, this still, club? There were still wealthy people. There were still... They, so, so they own the land, technically? or Well, they had been controlling it for centuries, and then the revolution happened, and they wanted to become capitalists. So at this point, there's really no structure. Yeah, it's very chaotic yeah. in this okay. tra transition. So there's no, like... Which is the whole point of Marx 
and all his writings, right, is putting a structure to it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like, trying to f- see how... Which is why, together. like, the anarchist view has no structure because they don't follow anyone, like, anyone like Marx who has a structure that says, right. like, this is the past that has no structure, that's why it didn't work. This is why we should have a structure. So, okay, so back in the day, uh, Landlord A uh-huh. owned uh, Quadrant A of land. Mm-hmm. Years go by, years go by, years go by. Landlord A's uh, uh, ancestors or whatever mm-hmm. decided that because this land, mm-hmm. squadron, or Quadrant A or whatever, mm-hmm. has been in our family for so many years, mm-hmm. it's ours and we're going to sell it to people. Basically, yeah. There are different forms that enclosure of the commons took. Uh-huh. Um, some, I think sometimes it wasn't even owned by wealthy people. It's just that the wealthy people and then later the state came in and said, you can't use the communal land anymore. But So why? We're going to privatize it. So how privatize is kind of, um, what's the word? Extreme the misleading? Word for, yeah, what's the word for like chronologically um, incorrect? There's a word for that. Anachronous? It's anachronous. Is that the word? I have no idea. I have no idea. So basically, so, okay, so nobody, I'm confused. So if, you, if nobody owned land, yeah. Did they, so rich people just said it's mine? So if you're wondering why people could stay in power, I would say because it wasn't as extreme as feudalism, so they were able to see say like, hey, it's not as bad as this. So would that be like so an accurate description? Like going to Forest Park. Okay. And there's a bunch of peasants working the land. And then the police come in and say, "Get off the land." We're going to sell this all to private people. Well, okay. So then who, but who made that decision? Like who? The police. But before that. But who that, owned it? Did at, anyone at own that, that point, land? No one. It was communal land. So then why didn't, so what, why, wait a minute. Because people still listen poli- to police today. If the police said something. There so was it was just a, a matter of, of authority. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like the level of authority. Yes. Mm-hmm. Persuaded them to be like, okay, that's why you can do what you want. I would say, like, that's why there was able to be a revolution is that they were standing up to like feudal lords, and like you can definitely correct me, but they were able to stand up to them. But like, once there was another like system to come in, like the police, and be like, but also this belongs to these people. It didn't seem as bad, so they were like, oh, okay, like it wasn't complete anarchy right right it was it was so but the the period between feudalism and capitalism wasn't a very stable one um and marx's idea here is just that we went from a bunch of people who owned their own land and owned their own resources to capitalism via a process where we f- had to force a bunch of them off their own land and to become wage workers. So why, okay, I think this might be what Zach is asking, maybe. Mm. Why didn't they revolt? Like, there was just a revolution. Yeah, wh- why so, didn't they revolt and be like, no, fuck that. Like, like quadrant we're not being a, forced off our land. Quadrant A, let's say it consists of, of four or five farmers, right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they say, hey, 
who the fuck are you? Yeah. We've been well, working this land for so long. Farmers, <sighs> yeah. Like so, so, but then who is behind then? But there was just a revolution where they like killed people, right? There, there are some theories about this. So one is that, um, that like under feudalism, <clears throat> there was all the serfs were obviously oppressed and, you know, felt it every day. And so they had, um, uh, like a communal class consciousness mm-hmm. and that once that ended the kind of like cohesion that they had ah, broke apart okay. so they weren't as organized okay. now which and is why, why organization right. matters so it's all organization yeah. right. it so it's like is. okay so so what i'm understanding is that there have been people working this land for years and then you have a group of people we can call them police, we can call them stormtroopers, we can call them whatever the fuck you want to call them. Stormtroopers, I guess, would be accurate. That decided that because they are a army or just an organized group, that they are going to tell that these people that have been here so long, you're gone or there's going to be some problems. Yeah. So who is behind? Because there, is there, is, there's someone behind the... the the stormtroopers or yes, whoever, right? Yeah. So who right. so who decided that they were going to organize people to then kick people off of their land that they've right. been so like what where did that where did that My person come from? My understanding is at first it was people who wealthy people who create who made all their wealth back in feudalism. And isn't it the same And then as, it was backed up by the state. It's the same as today where who's who's telling these cops to be like Class, uh, what's the word? Traders. Class, class yeah. traders. Mm. Who's telling these people to do this? It's mm. you know everyone who's telling the cops to do this. It's like people in the so, government. It's okay, so that would be the government people. now. Yeah, it's I would say a mix of like rich people and government, which kind of uh, you know blur the lines are blurred. So when did this happen though? Like when did when did all of a sudden someone was like, hmm, I'm going to tell all these people to tell these other people to get the fuck off this land or they're going to owe me money or whatever the fuck. Like, when when did it, like, like, what? I guess I'm confused as to where the organized people decided to do this. I don't know. I, I'm. Well, I mean, this, it's a very drawn out process. Sure. Yeah. And I, if, oh, of if course. If I remember correctly, it was mainly like 15th and 16th centuries okay. that this kind of thing happened. Yeah, I'm not too um, fluent on those centuries. I mean, yeah. all no, I know is... Who is? <laughs> Honestly, before the 20th century, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> What's were going they, on? Were those people real? Yeah. Probably not. No, it's a hologram. <laughs> Dragon. Dragons, right? Dragons. <laughs> um, but I would say after the revolution happened and they realized like, oh, these fucking peasants are serious and then like everything calmed down they were like hey here's another way that we could so then why didn't the people who destabilized yeah keep them destabilized or yeah or manipulate them yeah well why wouldn't if there was already a revolution why wouldn't the people who have were in the revolution teach the other people that maybe maybe the people who are in the revolution are getting older or whatever why wouldn't they spread the word about how that when you band together and have some organization you can get shit done. Because they probably didn't have a word for organization. They didn't have history like we do. Mm-hmm. Where like, hey, organization works. They were probably like, but they what, didn't, didn't realize they have a that they were though? organized. Oh, they didn't. Well, I don't or, think they would realize that like it was so. Yeah, they. How could they spread the word? Yes. After yes. a revolution, right. you're going to be completely yeah. tapped. Well, anyway, and like, how could you realize thing? like 
today it's easy to be like, hey, they were organized then, and then they fell apart. But, like, back then, they were probably didn't even realize, like, the reason this worked is because we were super organized. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it all fell apart. They didn't realize, like, hey, this is all falling apart and we're losing. Right. And one of Marx's main points um, is that the way you're situated in the economy affects your consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so since they weren't serfs anymore... They didn't have that cohesive class consciousness yes, that they used to have. Absolutely. And so Interesting. they didn't have the like impulse to organize that they had when they were yeah. serfs. And a lot of these were are not the same people. Sure. No, yeah, definitely. Around. I mean it's such a long period yeah, of time. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Well, and that's why like I just like I have a lot of questions. You can like cut this out about communism. Like once people have everything that they want to, like what's to stop them from being like, oh, we're not all the same anymore. Like that that struggle, like the uh, like Watchmen struggle of they all have this like common enemy, and that's I feel like how class is. They all have this common enemy mm-hmm. of the upper class and like the bourgeoisie. Like when you take that away are you going to be as, like, tightly bonded? I don't think so. I mean, I think, like, look at our society now. Like, we praise people like like Kim Kardashian and shit like that, and it's like we're praising people who get rich off of doing nothing. But that's also because we don't have class consciousness. Like, right. We don't, I mean, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, nobody is, yeah. like... Nobody is, and I mean, I think that comes into play if you talk about like, you know, back in the civil rights movement. Like, there, I mean, it's we're as a people, we've kind of been like pushed by the government or some like whoever is in charge at the time. We've kind of been pushed into like our own separate like, you know, white people over here, black yeah. people over here, and it's like a kind of a race thing. And then when like you come to like now. I don't know. I just feel like the majority. I'm not. I'm not talking about like the people who like understand. Sh- I'm talking about like the majority of people, people. Yeah. see themselves as like, you know, if I live in in St. Charles, all my neighbors we're go- we're going through the same thing. Yeah. Why does it matter what you know? So and so over here is going Absolutely. through. Absolutely. And I think it's yeah. just like it's one. Well, a lot of even lower class people don't realize that like their problems intersect with people of color like they don't realize that class and race you know intersect maybe that's what it was maybe that's what it was maybe like we there was like some like more um basic idea like that where it kind of separated people into groups that were like well i mean we're okay over here well that's that divide and conquer thing like that's why we're at the state we're at right now is that like we can be like you know, we don't have it as bad. Even lower class people can be like, well, I'm white, so I don't have it as bad, even though they're not, like, consciously thinking that it's subconscious. So, like, the fact that, like, lower class black people have it so fucking bad, they can look at them and be like, they have it the worst, so we're okay. So, Mm -hmm. like, they're the enemy. Like, Mm -hmm. they're just not working hard enough, and we're hard workers. Well, they're going to hide behind... We'll get there, yeah. Yeah, they're going to hide behind the people that are persecuting those people because Mm -hmm. they're like, well... Don't I mean, save me, yeah. Don't eventually. look at me. Yes, yep. I'm in your shadow and you, you know. Yep. To bring this back to the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Um, could we say so that like real. people who have. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like no, the, it's, that I the, love this. 
To bring We're it back to two the, hours and eleven minutes. Okay, I'm <laughs> shutting up. I'm shutting up. To bring it back to the Illuminati, could we say that like the people who have all the wealth realize, like Caitlin was saying, divide and conquer, mm-hmm. that realize that people who kind of like separate into their own group groups kind of fuel that. Um, so I'm going to talk about how now actually um, the ruling class can like exert its control and that's one way some of them know what they're doing um and like there's there was a guy um you may have remembered you may remember this there's a few years ago and uh some millionaire i forget who he is but he was like watch out fellow millionaires the pitchforks are coming like he understood what was happening like so uh, there are people who understand their situation and understand what needs to be done. And there's 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 plenty of like conspiracy in the real sense of the what word. What does he People, mean by the pitchforks are coming? Like, like the he's a class. millionaire and he's warning other millionaires oh. like watch out. Shit's gonna hit the like, fan. Yeah, right. This was like right after the crisis. Okay. Um and like so so let me talk about now about how they conspire. I can't basically. let you talk about no, that. Me we're and just, Zach are gonna Zach. We're just gonna keep what do you want to talk about okay. right now, Zach? <laughs> so in 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 twenty eleven, uh there's this article published in uh plus one, which is a really cool uh open access journal um called The Network of Global Corporate Control. And uh the the title of the new scientist article that reported this was Revealed the Capitalist Network that Runs the World. Um, and the, the study, the study was basically like a network analysis of, it just looked at like thousands of multinational corporations and like who owns who and everything. And they found that, uh, 737 top holders accumulate 80% of the control over the value of all transnational corporations nearly 40% of the control over the economic value of transnational corporations in the world is held via a complicated web of ownership relations by a group of 147 transnational corporations in the core, which has almost half control, which, which has almost full control over itself. Uh, the top holders within the core um, can thus be thought of as an economic super entity in the global network of corporations. And so I have no doubt that the people behind that um, enjoy the, the enjoy the position that they're in and want it to continue and probably talk about it with each other. How do we make sure that we stay in this place? Well, that's like if you there's like a thing. I'm not going to pull it up, but there's a thing that is uh, every basically every major brand in the United States is owned by like. Two major corporations. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's just like the same thing. Yeah. And you, there's. I also saw a, a neat graph recently that tracked. So like the x-axis was time, and then it was like, a, and like a long time ago, there are a bunch of different banks, and then as you go like to now, like there are mergers and some die out, and now there's like two banks, you know. Like two mega banks that are have, they make different names. Well, the, the, and think you the have idea choice. that they don't recognize that they're in power and like don't talk about how they can stay in power is is 
thinking that that doesn't happen is naive. Of mm-hmm. course they recognize they're in power. Of course they want to stay in power and will mm-hmm. do anything to do that. Like we've we have studies that show what like wealth accumulation does to people. It makes them greedy all the time. Like there are very few instances where like wealth accumulation doesn't make people fucking insane. Like it's right. sociopathic. So how then how then do the wealthy and the ruling class secure their position. Well, the wealthy? Yeah. One of the things... They have they money. Do, right. So how does does the money... What do they do with the money? How do they do it? They they influence laws yeah. and politics. Oh, fuck. I mean, that's where that's right. what we're living in now. But I'm going to... There's a really... No, I know, I know. I have I know. some science here. <laughs> You're going to go into it. You're going to go into it. I yeah, know, no, I know. Duh. I'm kind of I'm kind of like... This is one of those things that everybody knows, but like, what's the actual evidence? Right. Here's some, some evidence. Give me that evidence. This is called... There's an, an article called Testing Theories of American Politics, Elites, Interest Groups, and Average Citizens, um, published in a journal called Perspectives on Politics. Um... It was this this article went viral because a YouTube channel called Represent Us did a video on it. And the video is called Corruption is Legal in America. So if you just search that on YouTube, you'll find it. And I have a nice graph of what the study found. Ooh. Oh, yes. All right. So. Here we go. We got a graph, guys. We're looking at graphs Gorgeous. here. So this is, this is all about Mind laws line. getting passed, okay? So the x-axis represents uh, the percentage of people who support the law, okay? And the y-axis is the percent likelihood that the, wall, that the law will be passed. So in an ideal world, um, you would have this, uh, the ideal representation. Equal. Yep. So if 50% support it, there's a 50% likelihood that right. it will get passed. Okay. Um, here is the reality. Um, so this represents, this gray line represents the bottom 90% of people. Um, okay. So if the bottom 90% of people support a law, 1%, Say like say one percent of the bottom ninety percent of people support a law, then there's this much chance. I don't know how much that is. Say twenty percent chance, it will be passed. If one hundred percent of the bottom ninety percent of people support the law, same exact chance. So there's no correlation at all between mm. how much the bottom ninety percent of people support something and the likelihood it'll be passed. And this is just, what kind of, like, are we talking about any specific government? Are we talking about... This is the United States. Oh, okay, okay. So that's... Just that your, like, your views on the law don't matter at all. Your support doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. And So voting? Um, yeah. Big surprise, voting doesn't matter. What? Weird. (laughs) So bizarre. Elite representation. So if you're, if you're in the ruling class and the top 10% of people, then look how responsive your support is, or look how, look how responsive the likelihood of a law passing is to your support. Well, yeah, Mark, you're so, greasing the wheels with some fucking cash, of course. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because cash so, buys you shit. Listen. If the wealthy people Zach, support Zach, we are in a democracy. A 
Cash does not buy elections here. Oh my if five percent of wealthy people support a law, then there's a five percent likelihood it'll get passed. And you know what? And if seventy percent of wealthy people support the law, then there's what a fifty percent. And you wonder, you wonder why, you wonder why you have people that are like, well, this demographic doesn't vote enough. It's right. like, what doesn't yeah. fucking matter? Yep. So it doesn't fucking matter. Absolutely not. Look at the fucking election we just had. Are they talking about national elections? Or are they talking about local government elections? Let me see. Okay. So it looks like in this study, the, um, they weren't looking at voting for candidates. They were looking at voting for policies. Okay. And mm-hmm. so when the wealthy want a policy, mm-hmm. they get it. So then what I want to know, too, is when we're looking at these kinds of things, when we say voting doesn't matter makes alarm bells go off in my head. No, sure, no. You know what I mean? No, no, totally, totally, I'm not saying that it does because it's absolutely skewed, but in the way that it's skewed, is it skewed because the wealthy buy the elections straight up and, like, a vote literally doesn't matter? Or is it that the the wealthy are doing things like removing people's ability to vote, um, mm. jailing them so that they are no longer allowed to vote. Yeah. Um, isn't there it, other if you're systems a, if that you're are in place? If you're a convicted felon, mm-hmm. you can't vote anymore, right? Right. Okay. Right. So um, th- there are so many things that are more likely to happen to those um, who are not wealthy. Right. That would limit them from, fuck, even be, having to go to work, for God's sake. So is that the kind of stuff that limits the vote? Or is this saying that there is just, like, they burn the tickets and it doesn't fucking matter? Right. Because that, that's an important thing for me to, to hold. I think you're kind of, you know. I, 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 would, I, would, I would lean more towards that, that, like, people who are in power make it harder for, for people who could vote. Mm-hmm. They make it harder for them to actually vote. Right. Or access. Or the candidates that you would want or the policies that you want getting that education out Exactly. There. Exactly. Like there Knowing so what's going on. There are so many ways to fuck it up. Right. Right. There's right, 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 so right, many right. ways to um, buy media time to right. um, even polling location. Yes. Um, voter ID or, laws. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Having an ID... Yep. So uh, this just says that... I need to eat this chocolate right now. <laughs> the, uh, so the, the data in the study were 1,779 instances of um, policy surveys. And it says it, they're based on national surveys. So that makes that's, to me, sounds like these are over national policies and not local. So, yeah, that, that's... Pretty good evidence of the uh, influence of money and politics, at least for um, the um, the policies that this article looked at. I will we'll give a link in the Instagram to the article, um, and you can look. It was it was over like national public policy, and it wasn't. They didn't look at voting for candidates. It was national public policies, um, at least in that domain. Um, the support of the average citizen doesn't matter at all. Um, if they support it a lot, that does not mean there's a, li- a high likelihood of it passing. If they support it a little, that doesn't mean there's a low like- likelihood of it passing. Um, uh, Oxfam is a charitable organization that does a lot of work on inequality. And uh, in uh, 2017, 
they found that just eight, eight men own the same wealth as half of the world. That's insane. Repeat what eight, you just said. Eight, eight men, eight. Eight men. Own the same wealth as half of the world. Mm, that's that's pretty That ins- long pause was for the gravity of that situation. Yes. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen, disgusting. like, I don't know, someone in a fucking Batmobile driving around just because they can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's insane. Eight men Eight. has the enough Who are has they enough money. Where, how can we get them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eight men have enough <laughs> money out their to pockets. equate half of the world's yes. wealth. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, they also found that... <clears throat> Of the wealth that was created in 2017, 82% of it went to the richest 1%. Mm. Um, And the poorest half of humanity didn't get any of it. And why Uh, is that? Do you know? Capitalism. But, like, why? Like, so why, though? Like, how did... Do they just get it because... Because they own so much. Okay. I'll, I will talk about that in a second, okay. where all that wealth comes from. Gotcha. Um, but a little more statistics about the inequality. Very um, large piggy banks. They do have large piggy banks. Very big. Um, entire islands. Um, so this, this Oxfam article says that, uh, quote, it takes just four days for a CEO from one of the top five global fashion brands to earn what a Bangladeshi garment worker will earn in her lifetime. How many days? Four. Wow. Uh, in the I US, mean, that seems fair, right? In the U.S., <laughs> it takes slightly over one working day for uh, a CEO to earn what an ordinary worker makes in a year. And they also found that uh, approximately two-thirds of the wealth of billionaires uh, is the product of inheritance, monopoly, cronyism. Nothing like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, starting mm-hmm. your own company, anything like that. It's just um, being given. Right. Yeah. So here's, here's a breakdown. Well, I'll post links to these. Here's a breakdown of where all this money comes from. Um, so if you just look at everyone, it turns out that um, salaries and wages, that's money that's paid for work that you do, mm-hmm. uh, only make up 15% of the income of Americans who make uh, $10 million a year or more. So, the, so only 15% of their wealth comes from work. The rest comes from capital income, which is just income they get from owning shit. And uh, so the, the real money comes from capital gains, interest, dividends, stuff you get from owning. And there's a... So like owning here. land... Right, land, uh, uh, shares of corporations, things like that. So here's a graph. Um, here you can see that if you make less than $25,000 a year, um, most, over 70% of your income comes from salaries and wages, work mm-hmm. that you do. Mm-hmm. If you make more than $10 million a year, on this bottom part of the bar, that's the percent of your wealth that comes from salaries and wages. All of this is capital gains, what's called business income, interest and dividends. This is all stuff you get from owning. Um, so that's where all the wealth comes from. And owning, so owning could be like either 
um, real estate or yeah, whatever. Any, it doesn't absolutely mean, anything yeah, that can make money. Uh, the ownership of which gives you income. So, like, if you own shares in a company, that right. can give you income. If you owned land and you rent it, that can give you income. So there are a bunch. Do of banks count like, come into that? Like, if you if you have like a. I don't know, like some weird account where you can have a percentage. Right, like um, like yeah. a CD like, maybe. Yeah, right. Um, that that is part of it too. Okay. So if your yeah if your wealth is growing while it's in the bank, right, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's mostly owning bigger things, like yeah. shares of companies. Um, so um, and this the in a, obviously in um. Class struggles take class struggles are struggles between those groups of people in the production process over um, over the conditions of their work and what to do with the surplus. So in slavery, you know, the class struggle was over the conditions of work for the slaves. Same with serfs. Um, same with workers. And so when the we we've seen already how the the wealthy can use their money to influence politics, and so when um, what's called neoliberal economic policies are put in place, and ne- neoliberal neoliberalism is basically like an umbrella term for um, like fr- free market capitalism. So privatizing everything that's nationalized, getting rid of welfare programs, all of that. Um, neoliberalism is like the economic ideology of libertarianism and pro all pro capitalist. Um, so making everything like a have a paywall, basically. Right, privatizing everything and having no government assistance. So when those policies are in place, and ever since Reagan, um, neoliberal pro- policies have been in place, uh, that inequality increases, obviously, because the rich get more and more, and there's less and less, um, there's not only less and less just welfare, but there's less and less, uh, fewer and fewer opportunities, for example, for, uh, workers to unionize and fight for better wages and stuff like that. That's another part of neoliberalism is an attack on unions. Um, and... There, there's a book called uh, Who Rules America? Power, Politics, and Social Change by a sociologist um, named G. William Domhoff. It's, he's not a Marxist. Um, he, this is a very popular book. Um, he's a sociologist at UC Santa Cruz. You know, he's famous. It's a reputable guy. This book is used in college courses all over the world. Um, and he basically explains... Um, how the wealthy influence uh, society in ways to uh, keep their position stable. And he he goes over not only the things we already talked about, like um, um, paying off politicians to get laws passed that are favorable to them, but he also talks about some really interesting things like um, social clubs that they have together. Like, it's it's... You know, there is some, some truth in the conspiracy theories that say that the wealthy talk to each other and they plan ways to um, make society such that they can stay in the position that they're in. 
Right. And he goes through like all the social, he does like a network analysis. Remember that paper I mentioned earlier about the network of global corporate control. They did a network analysis that showed like ownership relations between all these corporations. Well, G. William Domhoff did a network analysis of like families, wealthy families, and like which social groups they belong to. And surprise, surprise, they tend to run in the same circles and belong to the same clubs and groups. So you mean like Trump will pass policies or bills and then 10 of his friends will make like yeah. a shitload of money. And maybe they talked about it last weekend off at, of those. at a golf course that he owns. Right. You know? Or, you know, whatever, like right. the what we pay for in whatever the fuck, Florida, I think. What is it? Mar-a-Lago or yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he... Th- this book is a great book. It's pretty short. There's a website for it, too, for this book um, that explains in detail um, his explanation for how the wealthy can influence politics. Um, let me just give you a little example of um, the social grouping that I talked about. Um, so he, he says that, quote, in the first major historical case study of this phenomenon, um, the wealthy families of Philadelphia were traced over a period of 200 years, uh, showing how they created their own neighborhoods, schools, clubs, debutante balls. Then their activities outside of that city were determined, which demonstrated that there are nationwide social institutions where wealthy people from all over the country interact with each other. Um, so he does a network analysis that can trace all the relationships between wealthy families um, and how they, not only do they run in the same social circles, but they set up uh, like nonprofits and think tanks to try to influence public opinion. Um, because, and, and this, is a, this is a point that Noam Chomsky has made for a long time. In a democratic society, when you want to influence the will of the people, you can't use authoritarian measures. Uh, you can't beat people uh, into acting the way you want them to. You have to get into their heads. And so they, they fund think mm-hmm. tanks and propaganda uh, that influence public perception and get people, partly get people to vote the way they want them to and think the things they want them to. Um, and also, so not only they are they influ- influencing voters, but they're directly in- influencing politicians too. So they really have like a stranglehold on the political system. And there's no way it could be different as long as capitalism is around. I think at least there are some liberals who think capitalism is great. We just need more like regulation of rich people and stuff like that. But I don't know. They, they'll just fight the next... Mm-hmm. The next election, they'll fight for a president who's going to undo everything, right. just like Reagan. It's Band-Aids for bullet holes. Exactly, yeah. It's a temporary solution. Um, Whew. Yeah. Where's Caitlin? She's, oh, she's here. She's just... Uh, she, oh, she's really quiet. Her microphone isn't working right now, so... Deeply contemplated. That's why you can't too. hear her. Yes. But if she were, is, so do you have more to... So I, wanted to, I was going to talk a little bit about one of these social clubs. Okay. Um, so this is one... It's called Trump Tower? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so William Domhoff, this sociologist I'm talking about, he wrote a whole book about this one social club. And this is one that um, 
Alex Jones has actually talked about, and Alex Jones gets some of it right. You know, he'll also say crazy shit about like how they like worship Satan in this club. Um, Isn't that what you do in your clubs? No, not well, not mine. Um, What's wrong with so, that though? We do in really. Mine. I mean, he's a cute guy. Hell, Satan. That's Satan, right? right? Nice and yeah. red. Some say, say sometimes. Shiny well, I, horns. I know about you and Legend. <laughs> yeah. I saw it at a very. Um, uh, what's fundamental? Influential time in my development. Impressionable. Impressionable time in my development. I think there uh, is probably a large group of people who saw Legend at a similar time in their mm, life great. and have very similar dreams. I didn't see Legend <laughs> until like three or four weeks ago when we watched same. it. Same. You have the same dreams now, though, right? Yeah. Tim Furry's furry dick, <laughs> furry satanic dick. Yeah. Okay. That is not confirmed. <laughs> so um, this this book is all about one social club for the wealthy called Bohemian Grove or the Bohemian Club. Um, this is what uh, Domhoff says about it. He says, "quote One of the most central clubs in the club network, the Bohemian Club of San Francisco, is also the most unusual and widely known club of the upper class. Its annual two week retreat." In its 2,700-acre Bohemian Grove, 75 miles north of San Francisco, brings together members of the upper class, corporate leaders, celebrities, and government officials for relaxation and entertainment. Now, this is crazy. Every Republican president since the early 20th century has been a member or guest at the Grove, Mm. with Herbert Hoover, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, and George H.W. Bush as members. Interesting. Yeah. And so this is just one place where the ruling class gets together, has a little fun, probably talks about how best, how stupid we all are and how best to keep us stupid. Oh, yeah. Because you'll have, you'll have, what, oil executive that's like, hey, well, you know, I can charge this much for oil if you want to put this tariff and i don't know i don't know yeah, but yeah exactly deals. exactly yeah. it's just, just like they're hanging out they're hanging out in a sauna yeah and they're just you know talking business yeah you know yeah i mean george i'm picturing i'm picturing george w bush in a sauna <laughs> it's disgusting. trying to talk to somebody <laughs> and the person's like yeah well you can do that and he's like oh. You All right, we write it down. I have no idea Dude, what you're talking about. Write it down on a post-it note. I'm going to tell Uncle Dick what you're talking <laughs> about, and that he's going to take care of it, because I right. have no idea what I'm talking right. about. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and, you know, right. and then they say, like, oh, well, right. all these fucking people are stupid. And, and George yeah. W. Bush is just... So if when people you know, talk about the Illuminati, they're talking about the, lo- the ruling class, the wealthy... Uh, they conspire against us to keep themselves in the position that they're in. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, then the Illuminati exists. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, usually, they, usually they, <laughs> it's not, they're not full of reptilians, though. And usually... Um, they could be, though. Usually, like, Illuminati talk <laughs> right? also has... Probably not. I mean, Mar- wait a minute. Hold on. So let's no. back up a second. We're a conspiracy podcast. There could possibly no, be... Not at Unless all. you know... I know. 100% you, without a I doubt. Do, I do. You performed the physical examinations necessary we, to we make such this. a claim. We actually talked about performing oh. a physical examination of Queen Elizabeth 
And we decided that that still isn't proof because the reptilian form could change once it's examined. And so even if... So they could be there. So they could be there. You just just admitted that they could be anywhere. You... Basically, because you said they can just change. Listen. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. Right. So I'm right. Are I no. heard that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly tactics what I heard. being used, and we should <laughs> right. Yes. Alter the system. This is the way these people work, reptilian or not. Sure. Um, <laughs> this is the way we defeat them, uh, reptilian or not. Yeah. Um, but they could be reptilian. They might be. All there's right. something the else Dr. I wanted to say. Oh, there's also, like, in, in the Illuminati conspiracy <laughs> theory, there's also, like, there's usually some anti-Semitism involved. Nothing I've said is anti-Semitic. Sure. Um, I, feel like, I feel like anti-Semitism is just, like, has been, like, a crazy constant throughout the entire world, which is crazy to me. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then another part of the Illuminati Illuminati. I always say naughty now. Illuminati. Conspiracy. <laughs> naughty. Um, one of the things that Sh- Shannon mentioned was like tracing it back to a specific group that called themselves the Illuminati. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't really find any good evidence of that. Now, of course, there are like rich families whose inheritance has continued to this day since like the 1600s. Like you may have heard of the Rothschilds. Mm-hmm. The Rothschilds, mm. they're a, a Rockefellers. very famous one. Rockefeller, not as old, but that's another like super rich family. You can, I'm sure you can t- think of a ton. But um, I, I didn't find any good evidence to link the ruling class today with the group of people who called themselves the Illuminati back then. Everyone, you know, in, in our society, uh, inheritance is big, obviously. Um, and so... A lot of these families have been rich for a long time, but not all of them. And the ones that have been rich for a long time have not necessarily um, been wealthy since feudalism, you know, when that group that actually called themselves the Illuminati existed. Um, so like the Rockefellers, they, they came up after capitalism had already begun and made their wealth in capitalism. Um, and most of the wealthy today, uh, I think, are more like that rather than direct descendants of that group who called themselves Illuminati. Or they so. are those people and they just keep changing their names that and they're Highlanders. It. Yeah, that's also a possibility. So that's my conclusion about But Highlanders, Illuminati. reptilians, just normal people, doesn't matter. Right. It's still capitalism is our real enemy. Right, yeah. Yeah. Whether it be, yeah... Industrial capitalism, reptilian capitalism. Mm-hmm. Highlander capitalism. Highlander capitalism. <laughs> right. And organization is the solution. Okay. Got to organize. So Caitlin, uh, Caitlin would never leave us. No. Uh, she <laughs> is here. This is her podcast. She is here. Her, we are she's just, we're building. just having technical difficulties yeah, and her yeah, microphone yeah, yeah. isn't working. I mean, she's yeah. talking right now, but she, we can talk we just, over her because yeah. nothing we is have coming. Microphone I can't room. hear you. Hmm? Caitlin. What? Say it again. What? That's oh. really offensive. It is. Caitlin just uh, pulled down her pants. No, uh, so, wait. Guys, pa- Caitlin just pulled down her pants and she, she took a shit right on the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but what she spelled out with her shit was you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter impressive. at Caitlin Conpod. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's Illuminati. Yeah. Now wow. we have to shoot for Shannon, right? Oh, yeah. 
Which she's a coach. What were we singing for her earlier? Oh fuck! What? Oh, yeah, the Green Day lying. song. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's shoot that. Okay. Shoot the Green Day. Time yeah. of your life. Right. I'm just waiting for you guys to start. No, no, no. You gotta shoot it. How do you shoot it? You guys are shoot a doo boo boo shoo boo boo. I don't get it. Shoo doo boo 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 boo. Oh, I get it. Shoo doo boo boo. Do shoo doo boo boo. Do 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 do